Hello, and welcome to Hope Church. We're a local church with chill style, real faith, and no perfect people allowed. Thanks for checking out our podcast. This is a message from our SoCal location in the Santa Cruz, California area. We hope this message is encouraging. If you live near either of our locations, we'd love to have you join us for one of our many Sunday services. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome. So you made it to the first in-person service of the new year. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. You did it. You did it. It's all, it's all downhill from here, right? Like you're, you, you're starting off the new year, right? Um, how many of you are just glad to be in a place where just for a few minutes we're not being bombarded with pictures and stories and all the things that are happening in our community right now? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I, 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 I love our community. I grieve what's happening in our community. Uh, but I'm grateful for just a minute where I'm not looking at another picture because I've sort of been binge consuming all of what's been happening in our community um, here. And um, I wanted to take just a minute here as we start our, our, this portion of our service to, to pray for our community. Um, you know, there, there are a number of things that, that only the church can do for a community. Nobody else, except for the church of Jesus Christ, the resurrected, can go to the throne of God on behalf of a community. We are the ones who do that, who can do that, who've been invited by the God of the universe to do that, Right. And so uh, why don't we come together as a church and, um, and seek God's face for, for the devastation that we've been experiencing. And so uh, I thought we would just take a few minutes out of our time here and pray together. And I've invited Karen Barton to come up and, um, and, and offer a prayer for our community. And, and why don't we just all join together with Karen as we pray and, and let's pray with her and let's pray to God um, as we as we pray for our community that's in need right now. Thanks, Karen. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we ask for miracles. We ask for signs and wonders in our community. Mm-hmm. And we we want to see some dead people raised. Mm-hmm. We want to see some some victories that we haven't seen for a while. Let people turn their hearts to God. Mm-hmm. And we just pray for those that are hurting, that have lost businesses and whatever that you will miraculously cause all the insurance and all of the, the headaches to uh, work out and to be uh, to your honor and your glory. And mm-hmm. we also pray for KSCO, how they've gone through so many changes and don't know anything about their future. I pray, Lord, that you would keep uh, a conservative voice on the, the West Coast. And we just thank you that we have uh, churches that are meeting today in honor of you, and we pray your your anointing would just come down and feed us today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Karen. <clears throat> so I was thinking as I was sort of uh, what yesterday, Nicole and I walked through. Um, so our daily our daily rhythm is we walk Rio and Seacliff. That's our that, that's our daily rhythm. We're there every day of our lives. Uh, Nicole, as a caretaker for the elderly and one of her clients, they go to the, the, uh, the pier there at Seacliff every day. 
And, um, and so as we walk through, we, our hearts, like yours, we're just grieving the loss, right? And um, grateful that, that we didn't have any loss of life, um, uh, but just grieving the loss. And I was thinking as I was walking, and I was thinking about how, you know, when the cultural icons in our community literally fade away, when they are washed away, just seemingly so easy, right? It was just, just like in a moment, um, our peers, our wharfs, our, our, you know, the homes, the streets, the, when it all is just in a moment, just literally washed away, um, I'm so glad that we have hope, right? And right now more than ever, our community needs hope. They need to be reminded of what the Bible calls a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The hills, the Bible talks about this, the hills may literally shake, which, which we're always aware of in California, right? The hills may literally shake and crumble, but what will never crumble is the kingdom of God. Now more than ever, our community needs people of faith who are rooted in the love of God, who will live out the love of God to the community around them. And these are the days. We should be leading the charge in the cleanup, right? We should be offering public prayer. We should be doing all the things that only the church can do um, out of the love of Jesus. And so I hope in the days ahead, first of all, if you've been impacted, I hope that, that you'll let us know. We want to help. We, we have been helping lots of people coming our way who need help, and we've been helping them. Um, and then for those of you who want to help, we want to invite you to come to us as well and let us know, hey, I'm, I'm whatever way uh, is needed. And, and we can connect you to people doing different things all throughout our community. So it's, it's, it's in the moments when things appear the darkest that the light shines the brightest. And there is no brighter light than the love of Jesus in a community. And so this is it, church. Let's roll our sleeves up you know, and let's show the love of Jesus. Um, you want to know a good place to start? Come on out on Saturdays to Hope Feeds. Every Saturday morning at 930 in this upper parking lot, our volunteers gather. And as I look around the room, I see Nicole Blossom in the back over here. She provides leadership to that ministry and Eric Brown over here as well. And others in this room that are involved, come out to Hope Feeds. Um, just put one foot in front of the other. There's lots of opportunities to serve. So as it would happen, um, we're starting a series today called Brand New Day. How many of you need a brand new day in your life in some area at least in your life? I'm like, yes, yeah. Some of you are like two hands. If I had three arms, I'd be raising all of them, right? Um, we can so relate to this, and this is just how God works, right? There are times where we will plan a message or plan a message series months and months and months in advance, and when the day comes, something has just happened in our culture that God has divinely orchestrated us to gather together around certain truths, and today and this next month is one of those times. And so now more than ever, we need a brand new day. So I don't know what your last couple of weeks has been like, but we got a call um, during the first wave of the storms, 
and uh, somebody was, uh, one of the families in our church, uh, they were being flooded out. And they had like just basically moments to just like, like stuff stuff in a bag and like get out of their, of their house. And so um, some of us ran over there to try to help them. And, um, and uh, we got there and it was, uh, it was like in the afternoon and, um, and I showed up and was able to get over there because of my truck and it was close by here. And so Chris Matley joined me and, um, and the two of us, we, we sort of waded in to where this house was, right? And it was close by here. And um, all of like, all of the water was rushing down through their community and out onto Porter. And you saw the pictures of Porter and how flooded it was, right? And, um, and, so, and so I get there and, and, and I'm, like, I'm like, you know, the adrenaline's pumping and I'm wondering how, you know, this family is doing and how their hearts are. And I'm thinking about all the serious things, but then I'm also thinking about, uh, I was on a trip to the Northwest uh, for work and I, uh, I visited a secondhand store and I found these really sweet um, um, boots, these snow boots. And I'm like, I'm, they were like 10 bucks. And I'm like, I'm gonna get these things because I'm gonna need them, right? And they're waterproof and everything. And so I'm like, waterproof? I, so I put these things on and I'm stoked. I'm like, I'm gonna use these boots for the first time. You know, I got my, water, my new waterproof boots. And I start, and I get, and you know, they're only waterproof until they're not waterproof. And so if you're in like, like this bit of water, you're good. You're all, you know, like you're, you're dry. But this bit of water, you're not. And we were in like, this was like knee deep water by the time we were there. So I get, I'm like wading through the water and the water's rushing down the street and I'm just like taking like labored steps. It's, it's, it's like concrete, right? Like connected to my feet. And I'm just like pushing through. By the time I get up to their house, my, my legs were like on fire. And I was like, dear God, help me because I need to help this family. And I don't need like, someone's gonna have to carry me out. You know, like Chris is, I'm going to be on like Chris's back, you know, like he's going to be like carrying Tim out. And so um, by the time I got up to the house, uh, they had everything. And I can kind of joke about it in this way because um, the water stopped right before it entered their house miraculously. And there was no water damage. And, and so we're so grateful for that. But what was left, though, was to help get their dog through the water from their house, through the water up to dry land. Fortunately, they had a, um, a foamy. And so we, we, we grabbed the dog, which did not want to get on the surfboard, <laughs> and, got her, and, and got her on the surfboard. And uh, she kept wanting to jump off, right? So, um, so at some point, I had to basically bear hug the dog to the board, so right? So I'm, and I'm so tired, you guys, my, my body is just like, uh, and I'm bear hugging this dog and the whole time. And so my dog, uh, my, um, my wife, Nicole's a dog lover and she, she would have been so proud of me because the whole time I'm just wish the dog's name was Wendy and I'm just whispering in her, I'm like, you're a good girl, Wendy. You do, and I was trying to calm her down. I'm like, you're such a good girl, Wendy. You're doing a good job. Good girl, Wendy. And so I'm holding her to the thing and she's on the surface. And where and you guys, you don't you don't believe how how dramatic it was. Look, somebody snapped a picture. Take a look at this. This is what it looked like right here. So this is toward the end, and there I am right there on your left. And by the way, let, let me give props where props are due. 
So that's Chris Matley on the right. He's got about a 4,000-pound bag on his, on his back. He walked up and he, to the house, and he's like, how can I help? And they're like, here, why don't you take this bag? And it was like 8,000 pounds. And so he's got this, this, like, this like military bag on his, on his back. He's trying to like, walk through the water with that, trying to help out with the dog. And, um, and so what you, what you can't see is on the other side of Chris, on the other side of Porter, there's, the, you know, you can see the cement, right? And on the other side of Chris, right, right where, the dry, where the land was dry, was, was the woman of the house, right? And, um, and so she was standing there, and, and you should have seen, we, we had a hard time keeping Wendy on the board, but when Wendy caught sight of her mom, right, she not only wanted to jump off, but the good thing was she was locked in, right? She was locked in. And all we needed to do was get her through this last part and get her to dry land. And her mom was standing there waiting for her, right? And so she was able to uh, fix her eyes on her mom. And we got through that. And, get, and everybody got out. All the animals got out. All the important stuff got out. And um, the flood subsided, and they were able to go back in in the next couple of days. And so thank God for all of that, right? Um, in the course of this next month as a church, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fix our eyes on what is most important in this life. Like Wendy the dog, we're going to lock our eyes on the one, the only one, who can give us a brand new day. That's what we're going to do. We're going to come together, and we're going we're gonna to fix our eyes on Jesus, on the one who can give us a brand new day. And we're going to look through a passage in the Bible over the course of this next month. It's only three verses long, but we're going to take the next four weeks, the next month, and we're going to explore. We're going to take a deep dive into these three verses and in, in this month, we're going to ask God to give us a brand new day. And so as we get started here, here's what I want to challenge you to do right here in this moment. So normally, at this point, we'll walk through the Bible a bit. And then we sort of are drawing our gathering to a close. And we invite you to respond. And we're going to do that again here today, just like we always do. But I want to invite you to respond right now. It's a new year, right? I'll throw in a little wrinkle for you here, the new year. I want to invite you to respond right now. Think about in your heart and in, in your life, what's an area or more in your life where you need a brand new day? Where you need to see the presence of God shine the light of a brand new day? You know, maybe, maybe you come in here, and we have some married folks in here, Maybe you come in here on, on, on Sundays and maybe you can't come in here today and you walk in here and we see each other and we're like, hey, what's up? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. And we're just, we're all smiles, you know, just like, you know, enjoying each other's presence. But if we were to sit down over a cup of coffee and you were to get super transparent, your marriage is crumbling to the ground. Maybe, maybe you feel like you're hanging on with your mental health by a thread in this life. 
And if you're honest with us, you might say that you're tempted at times to consider how good the next life might be, right? Maybe, maybe your homes are in the, the, the place where the storms are and the floods are and you're worried and you're concerned. Maybe you have a child who has gone rogue and your heart just breaks for them and you don't know what to do and you're just trying to do everything you can do. Maybe it's been a while since you've heard the voice of God in your life. Maybe you need a fresh word from the spirit of God. Maybe you just need to be able to press the reset button on something in your life and just begin to rebuild and start over. Do you have an area in your life like that? I wanna, I wanna invite you to respond right now in your heart and in your life and say, God, I, here are the areas that I know that I need a brand new day. And I wanna invite you to commit to being here over the course of this next month, every Sunday. Come every Sunday for this next month and go through this whole journey with us and watch how God will transform your life. And I can make that bold of a statement only because God is involved in it. And I've seen enough and I've experienced enough in my own life and I've watched it unfold in your life. The people of you, uh, those of you who I know, you know, your lives in this place. Um, I've seen it happen enough times to be able to make that statement boldly and say that God will transform your life in this next month in the areas where you need a brand new day. And so you, do you have the areas in, in your mind? I know I do. I've got some areas in my, in, my, in my life that I need a brand new day. I need God to do a new thing. And so let's commit ourselves right now. We haven't even gotten into the scriptures yet. Let's commit ourselves right now to laying those things out before God and saying, God, um, I, I want to do this. So, some, of, some of you have the faith to do it, and you believe that God can, can give you a brand new day, and, and you're just like immediately right in. Some of you are a bit skeptical. Some of you are a bit jaded. Um, here's what I want to invite you to do. I want you, I want to invite you to make this statement. God, if you can do this, would you do it? And give that thing over to God. You may not even have the faith to believe that God's going to do it. But if, God, you can do it, would you do it? And just lay it out before him. Okay? Can we do that together? I'm doing it, and I want to invite you to do it with me. All right. Now, each week that we gather together around this passage of Scripture looking for God to give us a brand new day, you're going to hear a story from someone in our church. Every week, it'll be a different story, and it'll be a couple few minutes long. And um, today, we'll, we'll hear our first story right before we wrap this up here today. And so every week, you want to come, you want to hear the story of somebody in our church who has seen God give them a brand new day. And we're going to believe God to give us a brand new day. All right, so... We're actually, our passage, now this is going to seem counterintuitive to you, but hold on, hold on, we, God's got something in this. Our passage is found in a section of the Bible called Lamentations. Yeah, so, so if you know like sort of the root of that word lament, 
um, which is a just sort of a laying it out before God, like, like I'm lamenting something uh, that is not going well in my life. And we're going to look toward the book of lament in the Bible to give us hope for a brand new day. And I love that God would do that. That's just like God to do that. And so we're going to be in Lamentations chapter 3. And we're going to be exploring three verses in Lamentations 3. Now, before we jump into Lamentations 3, let me give you a little bit of context so you know where, like, sort of what's happening and where we're going. So most scholars believe that the, that the book, the section of the Bible called Lamentations, was written by a prophet named Jeremiah. Jeremiah also has another section of the Bible that's named after him, right? So he wrote that for sure, and most scholars believe he also wrote the book of Lamentations. Um, Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. And he was known as the weeping prophet because so often he was delivering news to Israel, the Jewish people, God's people in the Old Testament. He was delivering news that was not good. Uh, this was Jeremiah, and this is why he was called the weeping prophet, because he often weeped over, he wept over uh, the people of Israel. And he had one of the toughest jobs ever in the history of humanity. He was constantly delivering news to the people, like bad news, because the people were living in rebellion against God. They were doing what God had asked them not to do. And so Jeremiah was the prophet who God said, tell the people this. And um, every time he had to obediently just step in and say, yeah, it's going to be really bad, really bad. In fact, this is one of, those, um, one of those passages of scripture that I think gets taken out of context a lot. Uh, but I try not to be too judgmental about it. Um, I think God is softening my spirit a little bit in this. But uh, Jeremiah wrote a verse in the Bible, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I'm a little jaded about it because you find it on mugs and, you know, Hobby Lobby, you know, half of Hobby Lobby and, you know, uh, all these things. I, I don't know. But anyway, the verse says this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to hope to give you a future, prosper. There's good things in store for you, God says. Now that came immediately after a verse where Jeremiah had to tell the people, you're going to be in captivity for 70 more years. Yikes. Imagine like, like crying out to God for help and God says, I got you. Help is on the way in 70 years. What? Most people who like put that on their coffee mug don't necessarily know or neglect, uh, willfully neglect the verse before it. Um, but this is God's heart, though. Jeremiah had to often deliver these words like you're going to be in captivity for seven more decades. But I know the plans that God has for you. And so there was hope in the midst of every heavy thing that was happening for Jeremiah. And this is why we love Jeremiah so much. He points us to the hope in the middle of the storm. For Jeremiah, he was often sort of in the middle of the floodwaters, right? With dog on the surfboard, 
going, we've got a little more while to go yet in this situation. However, look, look, there's mom on the shore. There's mom on the dry land. You just need to keep your eyes focused on what's ahead. And this is what God is calling us to. So with that being said, let's, let's go ahead and get in the scriptures here. Um, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 through 24. Here's our passage we're going to be exploring this next month. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. How many of you right now feel like you might be consumed? Maybe in life, maybe in one area of your life, you can relate to this. Like, if, if, if a miracle of God doesn't happen, I'm going to be consumed. It's not like I'm going to be injured on the side of the road. I'm going to be consumed. Like, the earth is going to swallow me whole in this area of my life, right? How many of you can relate to that? For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, God. And so I say to myself, I love this about this, this passage, and we're going to explore this a little later on in the month. I say to myself, how, how many of you, some of the best conversations I've ever had have been with myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm an amazing conversationalist to myself. But in reality, we're not really kind to ourselves. If we talk to other people like we talk to ourselves sometimes, We'd have no friends. Some of you don't have any friends, and I'll just I'll leave that truth with you. So I say to myself, I talk to myself, and I say, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. And I don't know about you, but just reading those words gives me hope. Just reading those words gives me a sense of I can move toward a brand new day. But we're going to explore here today. We're going to start right at the beginning, and we're going to look at this little phrase that says, because of the Lord's great love. So if you understand this passage, this verse, you see it up here on the screen, the verse as we've read it. Everything that comes after this very, these very first words is rooted and is founded on these words. It's because of God's great love, all these other things, all these other words of hope, right? Because of God's great love. So today, we're going to explore God's great love. We're going to look at what God has to say about his love, and we're going to explore this big idea of truth today, that God's great love makes us new. This is what makes us new, is God's great love. And so if you're not rooted in God's great love, if you're not continually focused on God's great love, if you're, if you're not the, the dog on the surfboard with your eyes focused, fixed on God's great love, the storm has the opportunity to sweep you away. And so right here, right now today, to start off our new year, we're going to put God's great love front and center and we're going to fix our eyes on that today. Does that sound good? All right, so another version of this passage in the ESV says this, this part of the passage says it like this. 
The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. This is God's great love. So let's, let's, let's talk about a few things about God's great love. First of all, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Here's what we know about God's great love. It never fails. It never fails. You know, if you were to go and, and you were to walk up to one of our peers, even what's left of the peers in the wharfs right now, if you were to go and walk up to one of them, and push up, you know, let's, let's say that, that it's the section that's not in the water. It's the section that's not. And you were to go up to one of those beams and try to push it, right? It wouldn't move. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's solid. It's not going to move. In fact, yesterday as we were walking through, there was a bunch of the huge sections of the pier, sea cliff, that were, that were washed up by, like, the bathrooms, and I was walking like um, uh, uh, through all of the huge sections and there were these huge metal brackets, huge, right? I don't even know if it was loose, if I could even pick it up, you know? And I, I, I'm a pretty strong guy, you know what I'm saying? You know, I know some of you are like, Tim, you could pick it up. You, I know you could, I know, I know. But I wouldn't be able to pick up, in fact, I don't know that I could pick up one of the bolts that, like, keeps the bracket, like, you know, into the thing. And, um, and I'm one of those people, you guys. I don't know. I, I thought, well, they're going to scoop this up, and they're going to put it in a dumpster somewhere. You know, I don't know. So I was looking for, like, a piece of metal. I wanted to, like, like take it home with me and, like, do something creative with it and remember what once was, you know, there. I couldn't find any of it, but I was looking. And, you know, if you, if you were to, like, push up against one of those things, you, you wouldn't be able to move it a single inch. And yet, a single storm comes through, and the ocean wipes the thing out like, like it's paper mache, right? The things of this life, even though they seem strong, are not. They will fail you. In a moment, they will fail you. If you've lived, like, any amount of time in adult life and and even in in you know as a kid you know this but maybe you don't understand it till you get older even the person who feels like they would be the strongest most reliable person in your life will fail you right you and i know this i've had people who look to me as that person and i have failed them right and I had certainly had people in my life that I looked to as rock solid, and they failed me. This is the reality of the world that we live in. How many of you have New Year's resolutions that on January the 8th are no longer, <laughs> like, you don't even remember what those resolutions are, let alone keep them, you know? Um, how many of you are like that? In this life, nearly everything around us will fail because we live in a broken world. The one thing that will never fail us is God's great love. And if you've been around the church, maybe you've been following Jesus for a while, you're like, Tim, that's a basic truth. Yeah, it is. And one that we need to hear over and over and over again, because here's the reality. Last Sunday, we had one combined, uh, one in-person service for all three locations in Scotts Valley. And our Scotts Valley location pastor, Chad Wilson, put it like this. You're either in a storm, you're either coming out of a storm, or you're, or you're getting ready 
to go back into a storm. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, you're either in one, coming out of one, or about ready to go back into one. It's the reality of the world that we live in. We, we have this little break in weather right now, but there's more weather supposed to be coming later tonight, right? And then you look at the weather app, and it's like for the next 8,000 days, it's, you know, 90% chance of rain, right? Like, this is the reality of the world that we live in. And so we need to hear over and over and over and over again that God's great love will never fail us. Never. It's the thing that we can hold on to. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul says it like this, love never fails. Goes on a little bit later, a few verses later, and he says, and now these three things remain. Of everything, three things are core, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. More than hope, more than faith, love. God's love will never fail us. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. In fact, it will not only never fail us, it never fades. I don't know about you, but, but while I grieve, you know, I'm just speaking from my area of the county because we live in Aptos, but, uh, you know, while, while we grieve the, the, the Seacliff Pier and the, the cement ship, I, you know, don't hold this against me, against me, don't hate me. But I'm kind of like, ah, ah, yeah. I mean, we, we have like, like the ship, like people, you know, talk about the days when they went out on it. And this morning, somebody was like, I fished off of that thing as a kid and all of that. And, uh, and I get like childhood memories. But it's, it, it's a man-made structure put into a wild, caustic environment, right? Um, and so we're not surprised that the thing is like, you know, going to be under the water someday soon. We're not surprised that a pier will wash away in a storm. It's it, it, that nothing is designed to like survive in there. That's man-made. Like this, this is the nature of things. This is, this is, it's designed to fade. It's part of our world and it's designed to fade. The love of God never fades. So what do we do? when in our hearts and in our lives, it seems like the love of God has faded? What do we do when it seems like, like, like we, you know, something we bought that was once vibrantly colored and now four years later, you, you know, the original color is not even there, you know, um, because it's faded, right? What do we do when the love of God seems like it's faded in our lives? We need to get back to our first love. We need to go back to the love of God because the love of God has not faded. We have. We've allowed ourselves to sort of drift away from the love of God to the point where now it just seems like sort of a distant memory over here. This series today, this truth of God's word, is a call back to a brand new day. It's an opportunity to come back to a love that never fades. Jeremiah would say it like this. The prophet who wrote our passage, he would say it like this in Jeremiah 31. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. 1 John 4 says it like this. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. 
God is love, and whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is the heart of what we're pointing you to here today. And so if God's love never fails, if it never fades, then we can, arguably, we can have the ground to stand on to say that there is no greater love. This is our last observation, is that there's no greater love. There's no greater love than the love of God. John 15 says it like this, says it like this. Greater love has no man than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And this is what Jesus did for us. Maybe if you're here today and you, maybe you're new to this church thing, somebody invited you and, and you showed up here today, you need to know that this is what Jesus did for us. He modeled this truth for us here. He came and he lived a perfect, sinless life. He was unjustly accused. He was violently beaten. And he was, he was put to death, violently put to death. And he went into the grave, and three days later, he was resurrected to new life. It's the original, it's the OG, brand new day. When that day dawned, and Mary was at the tomb, and she saw the open tomb, Jesus was no longer there. And eventually, angels would tell the followers of Jesus, why are you looking around for Jesus? He told you he would be raised from the dead, and he is. And because of that, we not only get to experience a brand new day, but we get to live out what Jesus lived out, which is laying down our lives for others. Right now, more than ever in our community, people need to know that it is possible to have a brand new day. And not just because we can order some lumber and rebuild a pier, but that God can bring a brand new day in our hearts and in our lives. We have that message. We are called to that as the church, right? And so as we, as we wrap this up, listen, look at this verse, 1 John 4. We love because Jesus, because God first loved us, right? And in fact, in this, um, this week's story, we have somebody who will share a little bit of how God brought a brand new day in their life, hopefully, to influence you in the brand new day God is bringing in your life. Let's watch this up on the screen. So I can't tell you the whole story because it, invent, it um, affects other people. My story is broad-reaching in the sense that, um, you know, you make a really bad mistake and a lot of people are affected by that bad mistake. And a lot of people were affected by the mistaken sense that I've made in my life. God has truly surrounded Sandy and, and the rest of my family around people that love us, take care of us. Um, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, we, Sandy and I did something really bad, and we really messed things up for a long time and a lot of people. And God said, just like he told, the angel told uh, the ladies at the tomb, make sure you tell Peter. And that's, that's our story. Peter did all the stuff he did and messed up, and yet God said, make sure you tell Peter he, he goes here too, that he's forgiven. And God forgave us, and we really, we're just, we feel so blessed uh, by God, by our church, by 
everyone around us that that just comes alongside of us to to do ministry together, and we're just really thankful to God for that. Sandy's story of feeling like. A brand new day might be there for some, but it's not there for me. I, I don't know. I, I, there's just so much has happened. Um, the hardest part about a brand new day, the first thing about that is that we have to believe that it's for us, that God wants it for us. We hope this message encouraged you to take the next steps in your relationship with God. The cool thing is that you don't have to do it alone. There are a lot of ways you can get connected here at Hope. Not only do we want you to feel at home at Hope, we'd love to help you find a home. Please check out discoverhope.church and click connect or just email us at info at discoverhope.church. Lastly, we give everything we can away for free and rely 100% on volunteers and donations to support this ministry. If you'd like to give to the Mission of Hope Church, you can select the Give option on our website or text any amount to 831 800 Thanks again for tuning in.